Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. Thank you guys so much for being here each and every single week. If you're not already following us online, what are you waiting for? It is at your tech report. And of course, all our social media. Uh, I'm excited about our next guest. Her name is Lisa Skydebore Schuler. And Lisa, you know, I'm going to bring you on because I have to ask you right off the bat. Uh, you know, we talked about off the air about your title. And I said ergonomics marketing manager. And you said, well, you can go with, you know, Kensington's in-house ergo expert. Where on earth in your career path, okay, explain your career path and how it got to where you are today and what that title really means in Kensington. Sure, yeah, of course. Thanks for having me today too, by the way. Um, So basically, ergonomics has always been a passion of mine as far as helping people. Um, I didn't go to school for ergonomics, though. I actually went to school for design and um, then segued into marketing and I worked for a chiropractor and the buzzword ergonomics came up as a way to grow a patient base. So suddenly I'm hearing about that and I thought, okay, I can market ergonomics. And from there, I became a ergonomic consultant for the chiropractor and then went on to be a ergonomic consultant for larger companies and education and government institutions where I would go in and make recommendations to people if they were having discomfort or not And with that, basically, um, that segued me to Kensington because I was already recommending Kensington product. So I thought, why not work for the company that I'm already recommending their product because I love them so much? So so let's talk about ergonomics, because I think that's a very generalized word. Um, And I think people need to understand what that really means at the end of the day, because I hear ergonomics. I'm like, oh, well, my mouse is ergonomic because it keeps my hand in a perfect position or or I use that Microsoft ergonomic keyboard because it's split and it helps keep my hands in a natural position. I, I know I'm on the on the right lines here, but how would you describe ergonomics? Yeah, so ergonomics is pretty simple that basically every task that you do during the workday or outside of work should be designed to fit you on an individual basis. Nobody's the same shape, size, you know, the way that they fit two different products or behaviors. And so ergonomics comes into play when they are trying to find a solution that feels comfortable, especially when you're doing it over and over and over again. You don't want that task, um, especially repetitive ones, to cause you pain. So that's where mice, keyboards, and everything else um, ergonomic comes into play to help you do the job more comfortably and hopefully causing you less fatigue at the end of the day as well. Now, comfort is its more than just in the moment, right? Because ergonomics and, and being comfortable and having something that is catered towards an individual really does also help avoid problems down the road. This is not just about, oh, my chair is comfortable. Exactly, exactly. You definitely want to be proactive. And that's where during the pandemic, people have been really proactive about setting up their home offices and realizing how they actually work that may differ from how it was in the traditional office where they were before, when companies were supplying a chair or a desk or simple things that we took for granted. Uh, So ergonomics is certainly coming into play to think about, I wanna go play in the snow after work today and not be tired from sitting in my desk all day, or I wanna go do something I love with my kids or whatever it might be. So it really goes beyond the workday and thinking long-term future. Lisa, if we were having this conversation two and a half years ago, I'd ask you the question, which I think is still relevant today, which is, um, is does the responsibility lie within a company, within that HR department to make sure that the tools we have at our disposal, at least the tools that they provide us, already take into account ergonomics? Or, or 
I know today it's more of our own responsibility because we're all working remote or or slowly going back to an office. But where does that responsibility lie? Where should it lie? It ideally should lie with the employer to provide those tools. I think the scale is shifting more towards that direction as people are seeing the validity of what it can do long term for people. That being said, a lot of companies aren't quite there yet because they feel like I'm providing a chair, I'm providing a desk when they were in the office. Um, but suddenly when you're not having those items at home, like you spoke of, more and more people are getting injured um, and they're trying to figure out where and who pays for those claims and that kind of thing. And that can certainly depend on where you're located and certain local govern- governance there. And that's important. I mean, if you think about the types of jobs out there, there's the desk jobs that have a desk and a keyboard and a, and a mouse and a, and a chair. That's great. But there are people working in warehouses that ergonomics have a totally different meaning that could have a much larger impact, not only on the individual, but as you said, if a company's not thinking about it and they're not being proactive about it, then that could result in injury, which means exactly. time lost from the employee, which means replacement, which means at the end of the day, let's talk the language they speak, money. Really? So how do you educate companies about this? How do you, I mean, I'm sure there are some HR people that will be, oh my, of course we got to talk about this, but I'm sure there are also some older companies, let's say, for example, that have a little bit of a barrier there and like, why am I going to worry about this? How do you, how do you sell them on it? You know, I think that as soon as you start having one claim for something as simple as like carpal tunnel that the employee employer is responsible for, they realize how big that claim is actually going to cost. So even if they do have small budgets for that, they start realizing that if they would have purchased a $50 mouse or a you know $75 keyboard or a chair or desk or whatever those items are, suddenly that budget opens up a lot quicker to realize that they could have been proactive, even if they're multiplying that across 100 employees for a small business as well. So having their eyes opened to one incident typically is what it takes. Um, Unfortunately, that's not always the case. And it's usually someone in the company saying, hey, my doctor said I need this. And then that conversation starts going up the chain of command that way. So let's talk about, you know, the world we live in today. So people are now, a lot of people are working from home. You know, they get home and they're like, okay, let's open my laptop and let's go. What are the first, what are the common mistakes that you see in a typical, okay, I'm on a flat surface, I've got my laptop open. What are the first signs that you need to start doing something? And what are those things that you should start doing? Yeah, so as soon as you opened your laptop and said, let's go, that's the number one mistake right there. Because you got to take that pause and really think about where are my eyes looking when I'm looking at that laptop? Am I looking straight out at the person? or at the laptop screen, or am I looking downwards? And do I wanna look down all day while I'm plugging away on the laptop? So you wanna make sure you can get that laptop up to the correct eye level height. And a really simple way to do that is with a laptop riser. Kensington has several different ones um, to offer out there and they're all super portable. So that's easy solution number one. Once that's up on that laptop riser though, you suddenly will have like T-Rex arms basically because you're going to be typing at a really awkward high angle. And so from there, you need to pull yourself back from the laptop keyboard and add in an external keyboarded mouse to be able to sit back in the chair you're sitting in, or if you're standing, being able to pull back and be in a neutral posture. So for me personally, I have kind of that go kit um, because I do have the opportunity to work not only in my home office, but maybe at the dining room table, or I just get sick of looking at the same four walls. 
And so from there, I have the Easy Riser Go from Kensington, which is the simple laptop riser, a compact keyboard um, that can connect, connect to up to three different devices at once. So if I want to be super productive, I can actually go from my laptop to my iPad to my Android phone all within a matter of seconds, which is awesome. And then my favorite ergonomic piece, which I actually take in the traditional office, in my home office, or on the go is a vertical type mouse. So I personally use the Profit Ergo vertical mouse, which really, really helps that productivity level by putting your arm in a handshake position versus what I say is more like a car wash position. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to ask you. I was going to say, you know, we're on radio here, so let's let's try to describe what the, what the. So the I understand the mouse now. Um, the the keyboard is compact, so you can throw it in a bag. What about the riser? It's folding, right? It folds into a flat form, so you can really literally just throw it into your bag as well and just pop it wherever you want. Correct. Yeah, I would relay it to um, a similar size of like a kid's notebook that they would okay. use for school. So it's about that thickness, about that um, size as well. And so I always find that space, even my super small compact backpack that I use, I can always slide those items in. So there's zero excuse to not be set up in an ergonomic way, even if I'm working from a hotel or a dining space. Now, um, you know, are you finding, are we seeing, you know, on the sales trends that people are actually gravitating towards these things now? Have, have Is there now a conscious shift towards people actually doing this, putting in practice? Yeah, I mean, the laptop riser, for sure. I think it's always important, though, to think about that keyboard and mouse going along with it. We're definitely seeing the vertical mouse trending and then those smaller form factor keyboards, like the compact keyboard I mentioned. All of those sales have been through the roof. Um, and most interestingly, one of the um, items that has really grown is the left-handed vertical. So um, wow. just trying to switch to the other hand, or I'm a lefty, but I actually mouse still with my right hand. Yeah. Um, but more and more people are switching to that left side to disperse the workload to that non-dominant side. Now, what about, you know, people who are now, you know, they're getting a bit more permanently set up at home, but they're still working off a laptop. They've got maybe a couple monitors going off here. What's the proper height for a monitor? Because I'm looking right now and I've got this 49 inch widescreen monitor. It's about, I don't know, about 20 inches high. And I'm kind of looking towards the top of it. Should I be centering that screen right in my eyesight or is there a balance that makes like, what's what's the goal here? Is So I'm not moving my head. I'm just in my comfortable position. Yeah, so with your Megatron screen, it sounds like you have in front of you. Uh, basically, you want to look for that top third of the screen to be an eye-level position. One important thing to note, though, with curved screens or using multiple screens is the section of your screen you're looking at primarily throughout the day, which a lot of people will debate, well, I look at them all the same. Um, you got to pick that 50% of your day zone and okay. center that in front of you. Everything else, think of it like an electronic document holder that you're going to look to the left or the right, but you want to keep your neck in that nice, neutral, straightforward posture as much as possible. Obviously, if people want to check out all these things, they can go to kensington.com, but I'm curious from the employer level, do you work with companies on a one-on-one basis to kind of look at the environment and say, okay, analyze what's going on and, and make recommendations for them as a company? So that's where that in-house ergo expert piece kind of comes into play. Gotcha. So even though I am in a marketing role technically, um, I certainly use the expertise that I've learned from the years of doing consulting, where we look with key customers at overall issues that they're seeing, and I'll certainly make recommendations. Um, there's tons of qualified individuals out there, though, that are ergonomists, 
around the country that are more than happy to do virtual or in-person assessments too. And we work with a lot of them to make sure that they're able to touch and feel our products too, to make sure that they can recommend them to their customers. You know, I'm looking at the website, I'm looking at some of the products that I, I wouldn't even have thought of. For example, um, you know, a footrest. Um, for example, a heater. I'm guessing that's to keep your feet warm or, or wherever you might want to put that. I mean, there are really some brilliant tools here, things I wouldn't even have thought of. Even the rocking footrest. Like these are things to, you know, keep your feet busy. My feet dangle because I'm short, but clearly I could use some some kind of support there. It probably would help my knee, which is locked every time I get up. And and even, you know, the gel pads and wrist wrist support, you know, those things people I don't think realize are important when you're sitting. I mean, I, I do video and audio editing. My hand is constantly resting on my desk and I'm constantly holding my mouse, probably in the wrong position. So I need to change that. But I mean, there's so many things people can learn if they just go to the website and kind of take a look at not only what you guys are doing, but I mean, all the things that you guys, you, you just recommended, you know, monitor supports. I mean, keeping things in the right places, everything from, you know, copy holders. So if I want to hold scripts, I should get one of those too. Oh my God. <laughs> you even got a, a wellness stand with the air purifier that you can keep right in front of. See, these are really cool things. I think that as people are letting employees back into the office, they're really going to keep a lot of this stuff top of mind because people are going to start sharing workspaces more and more. So things that may have seemed silly, like a air stand with an air purifier, that's now not silly. That's like, oh, I want that at my desk because if I'm sharing a keyboard. I'm sharing a mouse. I'm just popping my laptop in. I want to make sure all this is sanitized. I want to make sure everything is ergonomically friendly and I'm taking care of myself. And I think that's really important. Well, I'm happy that you see the importance in it. And I think we're going to continue to see it as a growing trend as people do return to the office or unfortunately, as people do have some of these injuries and discomforts really settle in. So I do definitely encourage employees or employers to be very, very proactive in taking a look at it. And if you look at the investment level for simple desk accessories versus an injury, I mean, it's eye-opening the savings that you can have. That is Lisa Skydebor Schuler, all about ergonomics over at Kensington. There's more Your Tech Report after this. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's the Ali Mars. The one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.